Hey folks, this is Randy Barfield with Barfield Home Inspection Services. And thanks for joining us again today for another episode of Under the Roof with Randy Barfield. And today we're joined with by um, Ashley Schlosser and Mary Green with Live Out Loud uh, Marketing that does all my spectacular marketing for me. And today we're going to be talking about reading the inspection report and how important it is. Uh, so thanks for joining us, Mary and Ashley. Good to see y'all. Hey, Randy. Thanks for having us. Well, yeah. Thanks for having us, Randy. Always love a good chat. Yeah. So I thought with today with the market that's going on, uh, and how intense it is in this Austin market, uh, to kind of talk about what, uh, what the current situations are and talk about the, how important it is to not only get an inspection re report, but to read it and to understand it and to use the usefulness of the report. So, yeah. Well, Randy, I think you just kind of led the way right in. Can you give us an idea of what the climate is like out there for home inspectors, specifically for the Barfield team right now? Yeah, we're, we're working around the clock. It is a, um, this time of year, regardless of the pandemic that's going on, the Austin market is always busy this time of year. It's typically, it starts around March and ends, maybe slows down a little bit during the holidays at the end of the year, but this year, uh, a little different. Things kind of um, got shifted slightly. So we're still hitting the peak area, peak time. Uh, the interesting thing is there's, um, a low inventory of houses and there's a lot of people that are wanting still to move here. So, um, it, it gets a little intense as far as when a house gets on the market. And I have talked to realtors, my, you know, and clients and how it's just pretty stressful now trying to find a house, get your offer in, get your offer accepted. Um, a lot of times now there's multiple offers on houses. So you're competing with other people that want to buy that house. And so what happens is you get down to negotiation and typically a house will have somewhere between a seven and 10 day option period where you get all your um, financing or finance approval or the main thing is the home inspection and the appraisal. So when you're getting down to negotiation, it's not uncommon for realtors to say, well, we'll do a three day option period instead of a seven day option. And so that puts us, you know, we got to, you know, as far as a Barfield home inspection, we got to scramble to get someone over there, get it inspected and get, you know, do the summary, give the, the buyer as much information and get them the report as soon as possible so they can make a decision in that time frame. Um, so it's kind of that, that end of it, it gets a little stressful for us. We're working six days a week, seven days a week doing, I mean, the most that an inspector should be doing is typically two inspections a day. So we're doing six inspections a day, six and seven days a week. It gets a little, it gets a little intense, but we're getting it done. We're getting all the inspection reports out as fast as we can. So uh, but just, just talking to realtors and I can, I can just get in their feedback, how stressed out they are and the clients are stressed out. And, and that's just on top of all the other things that are going on in the climate in this world. So it's a little crazy right now. 
Yeah, what was an example of, of uh, like, a house? Or are they just going over asking? Or yeah, you know, I know I last a, year it was common to see $20,000 over asking. Yeah, I had a friend that wanted to move here, and she asked me to look into some property just kind of on the Internet. And she has a realtor that's a good client here. Um, and it just so happens that the listing agent was also a good friend and client. And so I was able to kind of get in, this, you know, um, some inside information, not, not just kind of see where you're at on the bids and where I had on the estimate. And so she went really, uh, my friend went over asking, but it still wasn't anywhere near what it needed to be. So there was 17 offers in one day and the house went much higher than what was listed. And, um, my friend didn't get the house. So someone else did, but that's just typical. That's just a typical example. Uh, I was doing a house uh, two days ago and the clients, the buyers had been looking to buy a house in this area for almost a year. And it was a nice house, really nice, but it went for almost 80,000 over asking in order for them to get it. And they did cash. And, wow. Um, that's just a typical example. Not all of them are like that, but here lately, a lot of them are. Um, so it's important for us to get them the report and make sure the report is as thorough as possible. Um, and then of course, sometimes you're not even, not even able to negotiate, you know, you're kind of buying the house as is. So, uh, the report is useful, but it may not play into negotiation for the house because you're still going to buy it regardless. So in a market like this, when there's no, room for negotiation really because it's so, so competitive mm -hmm. how does that cause problems for for homeowners who've received a report mm -hmm. and you know a year later they've got some big foundation repair issues or things like that what what is your advice at this time well my advice has always been to focus on the th three major issues on a house and that being the foundation the roof and the heating and cooling system because those items are the most expensive to repair. Um, if you get into a situation where you're buying a house and it's, and we measure it and find that it's, you know, let's say for example, six inches out of level, um, or it's broken six inches out of level. Um, and then, a, and then a foundation expert comes in and gives you a bid to make the repair. Um, those kind of things, you know, you're looking at a repair of maybe anywhere from ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars to 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 relevel this foundation and to make it uh, support the foundation. That's that's a decision that you're in a you know as a buyer, you're going to have to make. Well, that's that's quite a bit more than what I was, or you're already putting in over asking plus the cost of a repair of the foundation. And there's also the possibility that there's some plumbing lines that may need to be prepared. So you may be looking at $30,000 over asking plus another 30,000 in repair. And that's kind of tough um, to make, then you got to make a decision. Well, am I willing to go in 60 grand more than what I was planning to, um, or am I willing to take that risk and take it on and repair it later? Um, that's, that's a decision for the buyer and their representatives, but, I always tell people, you know, even though the house could say as is, if you got a bad roof, bad foundation, or a bad air conditioning, and then the money 
that you're going to have to put in to make these these items uh, better or improve them. Uh, you have to you kind of kind of think about what the cost is going to be, and then you got to determine if you still want to buy it as is, or do you want to try to negotiate. So, and negotiation right now is tough. It's just really tough. Um, there's just a low inventory and it makes it, it's a, it's a seller's market. And when you get into that kind of area, negotiating for repairs is tough. So that's what we're looking at now. But as far as the report goes, even, I mean, let's say you've, you've got a house, you know, we found uh, air conditioner need a little service. It's cooling really well, but it's not performing as well as it should. Um, you know, and I got some windows and that may need repair. Let's say you got like a, the report came out to average around $2,000 worth of repair and you're willing to take that on. It's still really important to just don't take the report and shuffle it into your email or put it in a desk drawer. Read it. Read that whole report because there's a lot of information that's useful to the buyer, to the homeowner that just other than just telling you the condition of the property, we're going to tell you where your electrical panels are at, what's your service size of your electrical, your water pressure. We're going to tell you where your water meter is at. We're going to tell you the size of your water heater and what type you have. And the, a lot of times we put in the data labels from the air conditioners. So if you did ever need to have an air conditioner serviced and the AC guy wants to know well, what kind of air conditioner do you have? And you, do you know how old it is? He said, no, I don't. Well, if you look in the report, it will probably tell you that. And then you can just tell the air conditioner guy. That's just useful information. What's frustrating sometimes is when we, when the homeowner moves into the house after he's bought it and then figures that the water heater is not working and then they want to know why. And then we look in through the inspection report and it, it says, well, yeah, it wasn't working when we did the inspection. Those kind of things are, um, a little, a little, it can be frustrating for the homeowner when they move into a house without a working water heater, of course. Uh, but sometimes the first person who gets a finger pointed at them is the home inspector. Why didn't you tell me about this? And he says, well, I did. It was in the report. Um, maybe you should read it. Uh, something like that, you know, so. Randy, it sounds like the home inspection report is almost like a manual to understanding your house, you know, like what's contained in your home. Well, it's not a, content. it's not a how-to manual. It's not a house 101, but it is quite a bit of information that you can read. Um, you know, it can tell you the temperatures of your air conditioner at the time of the inspection, you know, the temp, it was called a Delta T temperature differential. And a year later, you determine, well, it's now it's not blowing as cold as it should be. Uh, and then you can kind of compare what it was when you, when I did the inspection and it's like, well, that's a good indication that needs to be serviced by the HVAC. Or for some reason, uh, you might need to see how many irrigation zones you have. Well, that if we did the irrigation inspection, that'll be in there. Or uh, what kind of roof, you know, insurance may ask, what kind of roof do you have? Uh, well, it's a, let me see. It's a, well, it's an asphalt composition roof. Um, or what, you know, the insurance may ask, what kind of siding do you have? Are you a hundred percent masonry? And you look in the inspection report and it'll say stucco stone and cement fiber, or maybe it's all cement fiber, or maybe it's all wood. That'll all be in the report. I'm going to play a little devil's advocate. What if, what if you as the homeowner, uh, you know, you don't, 
you feel like the report is, is too difficult to understand what, you know, I know it's written with a lot of industry jargon, let's say, how do you, how do you read through that? How, how hard is it to read this thing? Well, that's a good question. We try to make our report as simple as it can possibly be. We don't use too much technical jargon. Um, you know, we say, well, your air conditioner is not cooling as well as it should be. The temperature differentials are not as well as they should be. Recommend contacting an HVAC contractor to further evaluate. Or we may say uh, your doorknobs are not working properly or not functioning properly or your windows are not opening properly or, and are in need of repair. We don't, we don't get into a whole lot of construction technical terms in the report because this, uh, most people that are reading these reports are homeowners. They're not construction engineers or structural engineers. So we keep it simple. And we try to cheap, you know, we try to put a lot of pictures in there that'll help explain what we're talking about with arrows pointing to different items that are, that are, uh, help explain what we're doing. You know, I tell people all the time, if there's ever a question, I'm a phone call or an email away. All you got to do is call me up and I'm there and I can talk. You're to not you. kidding. You helped me with my, uh, one year warranty inspection. I couldn't have been happier with the way it went down. Um, yeah, I've been, I don't think I've had a question that I couldn't answer yet. It may take a, it may take me some research. You know, I do find some things that make me scratch my head sometimes about what they were thinking about when they put this in or what they were doing, but usually I come up with an answer. And y'all are spot on Ashley with how helpful Randy is and Randy with just the fact that you're always so willing to help. Um, we recently sold our house. And as we kind of talked about on the irrigation episode last time, we, since we were the sellers, um, we didn't actually, unfortunately have control of who we picked as the home inspector. Mm -hmm. So when the inspector did come into that property, they found an issue mm -hmm. with, um, with one of the irrigation heads under a large tree. And my husband and I were panicked, thought we were about to spend mega money on the irrigation system. And Randy was able to really quickly alleviate those fears. And I think we wound up spending $80 and, you know, 30 minutes of time to fix something that guaranteed the sale of our house. Um, so definitely, yeah, definitely worth following up with your home inspector when you have questions about that. I had somebody call me the other day and talking to me about this property, about the inspection. And I was answering the questions and they were reading things off the report and asking me questions about it. And I was like, that's a, that doesn't sound like something that doesn't sound like the way we write up something, the way you're describing it. And then I said, what is this address? And so I looked it up and I was like, we didn't inspect that property but I had been talking to this person for about 45 minutes now on the phone <laughs> through the inspection report. And I wasn't even the inspector on the report, but I was able to help them. Well, that's going the extra mile. Yeah. I started out with my brother. Uh, he's a home inspector in Southeast Texas, uh, Rusty Barfield, but he's also Barfield home inspection and termite control. And I'm Barfield home inspection services, but we had a philosophy when we started about 20 years ago, you never say no, no matter what, if somebody calls and asks you for something or they need something, you never say no. Um, 
And they say, well, what if you are doing and what if they want you to go do an inspection in Dallas? And I said, I'll go do an inspection in Dallas. It may cost you $5,000, but I won't say no. Getting back to the inspection report, it gets, it gets a little um, frustrating sometimes when you, uh, when you, when you hear, when you get feedback from people and they, you know, it's a, as we said earlier, it's a difficult time right now. It's everybody seems to be a bit on stressed and on edge. And so when you get, when you would normally get a question about the inspection report, now when you get a question, it seems to be a little bit more stressed out when they ask you about something. So, but that's fine. We still explain everything as much as we can. Um, but it, most of the time the answer is in the report. It's just got to take a little time and read it. It's, uh, it's you've been doing it for years and years. How many would you say, uh, read the report? I'd say less than, I'd say about half the people read a report and half of them don't. I always say, you know, you sent, you spent this much money for this report why not read it. It's about 30 pages long. Uh, if, if you, let's say you spent $700 on an inspection, that's expensive paper that you just bought that you're not going to read. So, or expensive email that you just got a report. Why not read it? Uh, you know, there might be a word or two that I misspelled and you can call me out on it and I'll, I'll correct it. <laughs> so, uh, I try to proofread every word report, but sometimes I miss, I might miss an I or a T or something like that. But, um, can you remind us the benefits of reading it? Like, but, you know, just kind of get back to brass tacks for us folks here well, listening. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, the, the, the report is a promulgated report, uh, 7-5 from the Texas Real Estate Commission. That means that the home inspector cannot just, um, a, a licensed Texas home inspector licensed through the Texas Real Estate Commission can't just type up any report. He has to use a certain promulgated report from the Texas Real Estate Commission, and it breaks down uh, the components of the home. It goes structural, electrical, heating and cooling, plumbing, and then appliances. And it has, you know, then ha and it breaks down each component. You can expand on things, but you have to have that minimum standard in each report. Um, and then at the end of the report, there's a summary. And when you, all of the reports now are all di digital. We're they they're done on a on a program of some sort. Uh, when I first started out, it was a four-page carbon copy handwritten report, and you would just rip it off a clipboard and hand it to people. Didn't matter if they could read your writing or not, as long as you gave them that report. Uh, but now everything is more advanced, and uh, they're really easy to read. Uh, there's a information from the Texas Real Estate Commission on the front of the report, and then it breaks it down on all the components, and it tells you what's working and not working, or if it's not working, it's marked as deficient. And then it'll explain why something is deficient, but it'll also tell you what you have, what's there, what type of equipment you have, um, and, and so forth. If you're buying a home, and you know, the buying the home is one of the most important things you do in your life, uh, it just helps take a little, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, sit down and read the report. Yeah, it sounds like a great way to familiarize yourself with what you're buying and yeah. just to know to have confidence in your yeah. investment. You could take a report that we, let's say we write up a lot of, it's an older home, you know, built in the sixties or seventies. Uh, and there's a, we write up a lot of electrical issues. Um, there are electricians out there. You could just take the report and forward to them 
and they could read the electrical issues that we wrote up and probably give you a ballpark estimate on what it would cost to fix those items um, just on the report. They may not have to come out. They can just read our report and give you an estimate. Um, so that's why one, that's one reason. And there's several other reasons more, but uh, that's just one of the benefits of reading the report uh, and looking it over. Especially nowadays, the least uh, contractors you can have at your house, the better. Yeah. And a lot of contractors are so busy right now. They don't have the time to come out, but you know, a lot of the electrical contractors or plumbing contractors, they can get, they may not give you the exact estimate, but they can kind of give you a ballpark based on what's in the report. Well, also, as you mentioned, Randy, with houses selling as is, which is kind of a crazy concept in and of itself. Um, It can be such a tool for homeowners, home buyers, so they know sort of what to plan for in the months ahead in terms of what are immediate needs versus what's maybe six or 12 months down the road that they might need to attend to. Exactly. Um, we also, we might put in there that the filters were dirty when we did the inspection. And so when you get moved in, the first thing you should do is put in new filters or go check the filters and we'll kind of give you an idea of where they're at or if they're working or were they clean or sometimes we take pictures of the filters and put in there so you know what size they are. You ever have a question on a report and you needed information, all you got to do is like, I'm reading through this report. Hmm, I have a question about this. It may not be something that's about deficient, but you have, you want a little bit more information. All you got to do, call us or email us and we'll pull up because we take about somewhere around a hundred pictures for our own reference, personal reference on every house. So you might say, well, you know, do you remember um, where the water heater was at? Um, Cause we're going to try to do a remodel. And I said, well, it's in the attic and it's basically right in this area in the attic. And if you need to get up there, this is where it's at or stuff like that. I mean, we, we can always pull up pictures from our, you know, our phone or our computer and pull up and, most of the time answer the questions just on something else related to the report or the inspection. All right, Randy. Well, thank you so much for diving into the report with us and essentially why people should take just a little bit of time to read it. I think all of our listeners will now that they know what kind of value it holds. So if they are ready to start working with a home inspection team that they can trust, how do they get a hold of you? Well, uh, they can call me. You can reach me at 512-350-0123 or on my cell or text 512-789-2710. You can go through our website, which is barfieldhomeinspection.com. You can email me at, I just forgot the email. (laughs) I think it's Randy at barfieldhomeinspection.com. There you go. Randy at barfieldhomeinspection.com. You can get referred to me through your realtor. You can ask for me specifically. Typically a realtor is supposed to, you know, refer to at least three home inspectors, but you can ask your realtor to contact me. Uh, All those ways are good ways to get a hold of me. We have a lot of information on our website barfieldhomeinspection.com. We have newsletters, we have podcasts, we have Facebook posts, we have useful information out there. So any of those ways can get a hold of me. 
perfect. And people can always follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Barfield Home Inspection to get an idea of what we're seeing out in the field and also those handy home maintenance tips that you're always sharing with us. We're always sharing something. Give them some useful information, just like the report. Well, thanks for breaking it down for us today, Randy. I know we're just about to go shoot a video and let the folks okay. know what the report looks like. Um, so excited to take that on, but I hope everybody enjoyed listening and, and now they know who to call. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening.